Now, let us look at the teaching of this today. We are in the month of vision. Amen? And we'll be looking at the power of focus and sight. The power of what? Mm. Yes, it's my year of performance. Good. God will perform everything. But you need focus. You need sight. Hallelujah. You need vision. Genesis chapter 30, verse 37 to 39. Genesis 30, verse 37 to 39. And the word of God says, And Jacob took him rods of green poplar and hazel of chestnut tree, and piled white streaks in them, and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, when the flocks came to drink, that they should conceive when they came to drink. And the flocks conceived before the rods, and brought forth cattle, ring-streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob took from Laban animals that didn't have spots. And when Jacob tell Laban, anything that will be spotted will be mine. Laban laughed and said, this guy, how will he get it? But Jacob understood. He caught a revelation. Amen. He saw something. He had a new focus. He had a new sight. And he gathered these trees and put it in front where the cows will drink water and where they will mate. And to God be the glory, those cows that were not, were not spotted, gave birth to spotted cows. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, those cows were more fatter than the other ones. Power of vision. Vision can give you everything or anything. It's not impossible for you not to receive anything. It's not impossible. You can receive anything. God can provide anything as much as you have vision. Why you lack is because you don't see. When you see the opportunity, you shall have it. I'm telling the truth. There are jobs outside there. There are businesses outside there for you to start. But because you're not seeing, you cannot have it. And Jacob needed to see where. So God can allow you, can only allow you to enjoy, have, and experience what you have seen. If, you see, you cannot marry a woman you have not seen. I'm asking the truth. Do you go to church and say, man of God, I'm marrying this woman. The man of God asks you which one? You must have seen something. Is it true? So you can only experience what you see. Ask your neighbor, what have you been seeing? Huh? If you see popcorn, that's the only thing you'll be eating every day. I'm not the truth. See good things. See cars. See houses. See yourself owning a jet. You think you can own it? Now, the Bible says very well, 1 Corinthians 8, verse 9, that Jesus died poor so that he may be able to reach. Is it true? The man that saying Jesus died poor was sleeping on a boat. It means Jesus had a yacht. He said he was sleeping about when Peter came and told him, Master, do you care we are capsizing? And Jesus woke up. Is it true? And he commanded us. So where Jesus was sleeping was not the first floor of the ship. Hallelujah. Maybe it was the third floor down. Hallelujah. So when the ship was beating, you could not hear anything. And that's the man who died poor for our sake to be made rich. That man had a yacht. I am convinced. Because if you are sleeping on the same level, if you have used a boat, normal boat in Mombasa or in Kisumu, you know when you tabulate, you will hear. Is it true? So which boat was Jesus using then? I'm convinced, very convinced, that man had a yacht. And the Bible says very well, when Jesus was moving, even other boats were moving with him. He had security boats eh, that were taking her around with him. And that's the man who died poor. And so that, he said, for my sake, I died poor to be made rich. Hey, if I try to think about that, Jesus, you died poor and you had a yacht. So how blessed am I? If you call that poverty, I am very blessed, my friend. You see, it's how you see the word of God. So, how, what do you see? 
Most of us don't see anything. God is asking himself, even his name is praying, when will you start seeing? When the day you start seeing, you start saying one day, you will have a good plan towards it. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. He said, where there's no vision, my people perish. If there's no vision, people perish. Proverbs 29, verse 18. So you must catch a vision. Vision for your life, vision for your family, vision for your finances. Most of us don't have vision for finances. By the end of this year, how much do you want to have in your bank account? Ask your neighbor, how much do you want to have in your bank account? At the end of this year, ask your neighbor. And then ask him, how are you planning to get there? Uh, you see now, they'll keep quiet. I think, hey, by the way, how was I planning to get there? Because you lack a vision. If you had a vision, you'll say, I'll start a business and it will multiply and I'll put the money. Am I saying the truth? So you must catch a vision at the beginning of the year. Why that thing is not working or moving forward is because of vision failure. Because if you see well, you'll have it well. Look at Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Open there by the grace of God. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 to 12. Vision does not care about your position. Vision does not care about your donation. That's what I'm telling you. Even if God ordained me, or if God called me to ministry, it's not a guarantee this church will grow if I don't have vision. Did you hear what I'm saying? Let me tell you, the church is the most powerful place in this world. I can tell you the truth. If the church can agree on one thing, even the government can go on this feet. But what is lacking? Vision. So you call people on Sunday to church, preaching, they give offering, they go back home. These people are coming to church, they don't have jobs. They have family issues. They are believing God for their children's school fees. And Jesus said, let them not go, let them sit in groups of 10. And he fed 5,000 people with loaves and bread. Look, if Jesus could take care. Now, we are not all about women and children. We are only talking about 5,000 men. And you always know where men are, women are more. And where women are more, more children are there. I must say the truth. And the Bible says, and the basket remained. I must say the truth. Now, this is Jesus. When the guy came to ask for tax, he said, go collect the first fish you catch. Pay for me and for you. Did you hear that? God cares about our needs. It's not about being church and prayer. You can pay yourself out and not receive anything. Do you know even which doctors look for money? You see the apostles every day. So it means everyone is believing for moving forward. The God I see is the one I believe. So it's time to, for us to stop selling people the gospel works. Let us stop showing them the gospel works. We show them wrong. They ask you, how do you get this one? This is my, 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 my debt. I'm serving God. If you follow me, we serve God together. I believe you will not be in the same position. Amen? Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 1, are you there? Verse 11 to 12. Say, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, was yes? And I said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Then said, Lord, unto me, thou hast well seen. So, Jeremiah was an old prophet, but God needed to make him catch a vision. So, no matter your position, if you don't have vision, you will perish. Vision is a pathway. It's a path. It shows you steps. It's like a stairs. If you hear a child was born and he was taken to class 8, what do you think? Hi, parents, are you okay? You're talking about? You say vision. A child say you're born, I will need towers, we'll need pampas, we'll need this and that. You're talking about? Oh, this child after that will need to know how to go to the potty, go to the toilet. You understand? That's vision. So if you catch vision, you'll have steps. Have vision for your spiritual life. Have vision for your mental life. Have vision for your financial life. 
have vision for your health. Am I saying the truth? So today I'll be looking at discipline. Say discipline. Now, this is where we have a challenge. Most of us want to achieve vision, but you're not disciplined. Hey, you are saving for something particular, but you don't have discipline. Let me tell you the truth. You need discipline to accomplish vision. That's why we have protocol in church and everything. That's why we'll be telling you church is not a democracy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You need discipline. That's why I flog them and say you cannot sell in church. You need discipline. Discipline must be part and parcel to achieve vision. And what is discipline? Discipline is the behavior that is judged by how well someone follows and obeys a set of rules. Discipline is the behavior. Is what? That is judged. It's a behavior that is judged. <laughs> That's why you can say that child is very indisciplined or disciplined. It's a behavior that is judged. Okay? By how well, by how well someone follows and obeys set of rules. Someone follows and what? Obeys set of rules. So God has given us all visions. Am I saying the truth? All of you want a vision to have be something, a vision to be a mother, a vision to be a wife, a vision to have houses, a vision to have cars, a vision even to have a palace, like Buckingham Palace. All of you have a vision. All of you have a vision one day to have a helicopter to carry you from one place to another so you cannot be sitting in traffic. All of you have visions. This is good. But one thing we have a challenge on is discipline. Discipline to accomplish vision. So ability to, avail, to develop an act of following set of rules. We have that problem of following set of rules. There's a set of rules that has been set somewhere. You have a problem of following it. That's the problem we have. So we think that things will work out. No. Job chapter 36. Look at there. Job 36 verse 10 to 12. Job 36. Some of us cannot do things without supervision. <laughs> Even we need God to supervise us. <laughs> God called you to ministry. You want God to supervise you in ministry. Hey, my friend, that's a problem. Yeah? God gives you a job. You reach a job. You need a supervisor to supervise you. <laughs> you say, Lord, give me a job. God gives you the job. You need a job. You need supervisor. You're not disciplined. If you reach a place, someone is following up on you. Your discipline is wanting. Job chapter 36. Are we there? Verse 10 to 12. If you're there, say amen. amen. There's power in reading scriptures. Amen? So you don't tell me I'm quoting my own things here. You see from your word of God that these things are there. Amen? amen. He openeth all thy ear to what? Discipline. To discipline. Hallelujah. And commanded that, that they return from what? So God will give you discipline to return from iniquity. God must discipline you. Stop telling me churches, prayer, prayer, prayer. Why are we fasting, fasting, fasting? It's for your own discipline. Some people cannot stay without eating. If they reach at midday, they are shaking as if they are taking drugs. What is the problem? I am hungry. Can you talk? It's okay, sir. They are whispering. When they eat to gully, they are the loudest. Hey, about. Now, this guy lacks discipline. So he turns your heart from iniquity. So God will give you discipline to turn your heart around. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Let us continue. Then verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in what? So if you take discipline, you shall have prosperity. Discipline. Subject your body. That's what Paul said. I put my body under. Subjecting your body. Amen. 
And there are years in what? Pleasures. All those years you shall be living, you shall have in pleasures in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. But look at this verse 12. But if they obey not, <laughs> they shall perish by the sword, and they shall die without. Now, which one do you prefer? So you just take discipline, my friend. If God opens your ear to discipline, listen to discipline. Most of us think we achieve things. My friend, I personally, as much as I know God is a blesser, I work. I give diligence to my business. Most of us are lazy. You find a whole man sleeping till midday. You say, what are you doing? The Lord says, we shall dream dreams. Are you a whole man? My friend, wake up, catch vision in the morning. Hallelujah. You are lazy. You're lazy. I said, I'm believing all things will work out. So God will come to your bed and tell you things are working out like this. Wake up, my daughter. Wake up, my son. No. Give yourself to discipline. Then you shall be prosperous. And you shall spend your days in what? Pleasures. But if you lack this discipline, you shall die by the sword. And you will never have knowledge. People who are disciplined research and read. Yes. Only my dickens are doing for us the structure of the church. But I have my own idea. Ask him every time I call them. I am doing my own research. I'm not an engineer. Yes, they are engineers. I don't care about the engineer's level. I care about what I'm looking for. Because as a leader, they will say you're the one who gave the permit. I must say the truth. So I must have the discipline of sitting down at my work. You see, they can't give diligence, my friend. There's no way you're going. You must have discipline for your vision. What? Where is God taking you this year? Where do you want to be by the end of this year? Have discipline. There's nothing like there's no jobs. I only say there are no heads. If you have a head, you'll get a job. Do you get what I'm about? And there's no job. If, you, if someone is selling handkerchiefs and someone is buying and going to eat, why don't you go and sell the handkerchief? It's a head you are lacking. That's why you see, you must be disciplined. Don't say it cannot happen. It can happen. By faith, it can happen. Unless your ears are open, to, are open you can't be disciplined. So you must choose also to hear. Like the way you are here today, I'm telling you, I know you don't like it, whatever I'm telling you, you may think I'm, uh, I'm attacking you, but all of you are my children. I'll tell you the truth. Because I don't want to have problems in the year future. Hallelujah. Hey, man of God, my children are sleeping hungry. Hey, yeah. How long, the first question I'll ask you, how long have you been with me? What were you hearing all those days? Uh, you see, follow me. There's nothing like you're telling me you have to achieve vision and you're not disciplined. There's nothing like that. And I'm telling you, leave God that God will answer my prayer. But let God give the enemy a room to accuse you for your laziness. As he has that man who's lazy in his business. He will not sit what? With kings. I'm giving you the opposite now. He said, a little, a little a lazy man. A little sleep, a little slumber. Eh? Eh, you know what will happen. But what he shall visit you like a visitor. Because you are lazy. Vision is not achieved by people who are not disciplined. This church, I'm telling you the truth, we shall grow and we shall be prosperous. Because, you see, I am leading and you're following. Imagine if all of you can become diligent like me, ten times more than me, what will happen to this church? There's nothing like, there's nothing that we cannot achieve. All things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Hallelujah. Through Christ. So your relationship with God is vital. Your belief system is vital. But number three, you need discipline. Well, let me give you an example. How many of us want a good home? Uh -huh. Let me show you the discipline of a home. First Peter chapter 3, verse 6 to 7. Yeah, because most of us don't know that. Say, I want to have a peaceful, I want my husband to be nice, I want my wife to be nice, I want them to be angels. Angels. 
You yourself, do you have the discipline to be the good wife and to be the good husband? Lord, make me marry an angel. He will be carrying your word like the way he bought for Mary. And you shall conceive. <laughs> this thing will not come by saying, Lord, you must create a discipline to be a good wife and a good husband. First Peter chapter 3, verse 6 to 7. Are you in First Peter? Yes. Ah, let us read it. Even a son obeyed who? Everyone. Calling him what? Whose daughters are you? <laughs> a woman does not submit can never have a home. And look at this. As long as you do well and not afraid with any amazement. Look verse 7. Likewise, you husbands <laughs> dwell with them according to what? A man said, my wife will, will just fit in, in my system. Fit in your system. Do you share the system? You, you love carrot. She doesn't love carrot. How do you focus on yourself? Deal with them based on knowledge. This is scripture. You know what I'm Giving honor unto your wife. Men, honor your women. You don't have honor, you're having problems in the family. Am I saying the truth? Women submit. Call, treat your husband as a lord. Then men deal with women based on knowledge. Then honor them. Now, all of us want to have a good home. How many of us are doing that? How many of us have started practicing? Our, my wife told me something that I really think it is true. People who learn to submit authority, even I listened to Dakar Edwards, I think he said so. Men and women who sit under authority in church make successful homes because they don't want to sit under authority. Because a man will learn to honor the man of God will end up honoring his wife. A woman will learn to submit to the man of God will end up submitting to his husband. I'm asking the truth. If you want me to show you a man, show me who he honors. If you want me to define for you a woman, show me who she submits to. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. So every day you bring for me a madam, I'll ask her, who does she submit to? If she has never submitted to anyone, you will be the first one to see problems. It will be the second hell, I'm telling the truth. If a man does not honor anyone, don't expect a woman to be honored. This thing that you're believing will be taken to KFC, there will be no KFC for you. I'm telling the truth. No chicken will sit. We'll be told illegal lukula jana surubia kesho. There's no honor. Number two, how many of us want godly children? Godly children, eh? Okay, let me show you some scripture. You know what? This is what it is. Lord, give me vision. I am visioning my white children will be intelligent. They'll be good. They'll be kind. They'll be prayerful. Eh? You need discipline for that vision. You need what? Discipline. For that vision. Proverbs chapter, 20, chapter 22. If I just say amen. Proverbs 22 verse 6. Are we there? What does it say? One, two, three, go. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train his soul, he will not depart from it. You train. You want your child to speak English. Train them speaking English. Did you hear what I say? Yes. You want to train your children to sit down and read? Train them. My, I always tell my wife, for my children, you take care of them, buy for them food, whatever. But for me, let me nurture them. Because I know what they want to be. You train your children. This is saying, my child will be good. He'll be disciplined. Did you teach him discipline? You yourself, are you disciplined yourself? No. So how do I expect your child to be disciplined? <laughs> you, know about? you train. It's not a matter of prayer. It's a matter of vision. You meet a man who's lazy. Your children will all of them be lazy. I'm telling the truth. Yeah. He'll send them in the sofa and also crossing their legs like my father. Say, why are you crossing? Daddy always does this also. <laughs> There's a video that has been going through. A man and, and two women were sitting with their children. 
One woman was sitting with the four books, and the daughter was reading a book. Another woman was on a phone, and the child was on a phone. And the woman with the phone is asking his mother, how do you make your child read? How do you answer that question? You, what are you doing with the phone? So you start reading first. You train. No one can have a godly child here if you don't train them. I'm done telling you. You train. Number three, how many of us want a peaceful marriage? Peaceful marriage. You don't have problems. You don't have to be chased the marathon at night. Wewe, uko hapi wewe. Let me show you the discipline. No, no, most of us will pray for these things. But you don't look for the discipline and it's there. What a peaceful marriage. Okay, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4. Hebrews 13, 4. Hebrews 13, 4. Are we doing well? Yes, uh -huh. Are we there? Is it discipline? You need discipline. This one that you're developing yourself. Uh -huh. If I just say amen. Okay, read one, two, three, go. Yeah, so you want to marry a woman, you consume her before marriage. How will it be peaceful? You consume that. Complete. You do not take her to the father or the mother. No honor. How will you have a peaceful marriage? Let me tell you, if you see, I thank God for my wife, I don't care about I thank God for our family, but we didn't play our role. This has nothing to do with prayer and fasting, okay? We pray and fast. In the name of Jesus. Personal marriage in the name of Jesus. After that, we consume. No! <laughs> this is the word of God. You want a peaceful marriage? Keep the bed. Keep what? Yeah. And if you've already eaten the bed, ask God for, for forgiveness. Hallelujah. Start afresh. Hallelujah. Start what? When you, re you see, a woman will respect you. I'm not saying the truth. And a man will respect you. Who has ever seen an ambulance running to the hospital because a man is suffering from an erection? Whee! What's the problem there? The man is suffering from erection. There's nothing like that. So there's no way you can tell me that you cannot keep marriage. There's no way you can tell me that. I'm asking the truth. The truth be told. All of you here are either dating or you are planning to. So don't lie to me when you're telling me that it happened. It happened how? Were you blind? Yeah. Who just blindfolded you? Even if you're blindfolded, you can resist. So marriage is peaceful. You want peaceful marriage? Keep your bed. Amen. Did you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Keep it. Yeah. Don't tell me how you're running. You're running to where? First of all, what, what time do you have to do that? You be, should be busy doing your work. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be busy doing your work. I don't people, we don't do respect. They end up just giving birth like that. Because they have no plan. You think about it. We are just saying, Akuna. Eh? Akuna. Akuna. So, <laughs> a love has chemistry. It draws. You're talking about which you should respect, but keep the bed. Have I told you peaceful marriage? Yes, uh, you, <laughs> okay, that's up to you. So don't come in for me for counseling for marriage here. I'll ask you, did you keep your bed? If you tell me no, I say, oh yeah, we start from the process again. Amen. Number four. How many of us want health and prosperity? <laughs> yeah, I want to be healthy. I want to be prosperous. All of us who have not Honor our parents and we're living together. Can you go honor your parents? Hallelujah. Go get a blessing. I've been telling all the boys who have come across me. I don't disagree. Those were the days of ignorance. Hallelujah. Yes. Now you know. Go honor. Take the woman properly. Amen. Marriage is not expensive. Okay? You're the one who wants to make it expensive with 300,000 budget. 
Every time, every week, someone is sending me to a marriage committee. I always remove myself. I say, my friend, that's your woman you're marrying, okay? It's not our woman. You cut yourself according to your size. If your woman cannot love you with 10 shillings, no one should love me, she lie to you, she will love you with 1 million shillings. We didn't do committee, me and my wife. We did our own wedding, our own style. Simple. This one that you are cutting, you want, you can go to the AG, is it true? When I am the AG, come to my compound, I'll put for you a tent here. Look for food, we eat. We celebrate marriage. What is the problem? So that's your wife, that's your husband. Why do you need to sell people with a billion, with a million budget to get married? You, what is important, go honor the father and the mother. And it shall be well with you. That's scriptures. Just go tell mama, this is why I've taken your daughter, I know you have started life, but this is how we prefer things to be done. Can we receive your blessing? When you receive the blessing, the peace in the marriage will come. There's nothing like called corner corner here, shortcut, shortcut. That's someone's daughter, that's someone's husband, son. Hallelujah. So don't convince him to leave your people in your family. What do you mean leave your people? Was he born in a rubbish? Honor. Honor. And it shall be well with. How I talk to my father in law, my mother in law, is because of honor. If I hadn't collected, even how will I be standing here preaching? Then we say the man of God even collected the wife on the street. <laughs> even as. No! You can do it. Go back. I've told all of them, go back and read. Because now you're knowing better. Is it true? The days of ignorance are gone. You're knowing? But if you are here, you have not yet reached that part. Don't dare. Amen. Hey, my friend. Don't dare. I will not be part and parcel of that. Even you will not see me in your wedding. Don't call me. Huh? We will not be together. Because we must. There's nothing telling me that youth cannot keep themselves. That's a lie. They can. If you are engaged with well with God, you will keep. So for all of us who have went ahead of us, we thank God. Those are the days of ignorance. Now you know. I am here. We'll be available for you in the name of Jesus Christ. We shall support you until the marriage becomes peaceful in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Health and prosperity. Third John chapter 1 verse 2. Third John. Third John is near Revelation. Walk back from Revelation. You see Third John. Are you in Third John? Chapter 1 verse 2. What does he say? So you want health and prosperity, develop your soul. People who don't read, never go far. Read. Study to show yourself approved. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You must study, study. You, when you read, you will have to be prosperous. Do you know what's happening in business world? Do you know what's happening in the economy right now? You want to start a business, you don't know what's happening in the economy. How will you prosper? Health. How are you eating? Some of us eat everything and anything. Anything and everything. As much as the to Tukosawa. We were born with a gift, the gift of appetite. Amen. We eat anything. Kisiagi, nisisi, portion meal. We don't need these generators. Think about Does God to teach you? Hallelujah. Even doctors say fasting can control cancer. Because I was standing about cancer, cancer is a cell system that multiplies by itself. And I just realized, but then if I make sure all of us have a good eating habit, we'll not be having cancer issues here. But the problem is that all of us, we eat everything. We use plastic to microwave our food. How will you use plastic to microwave food? Because you're not reading. You are focusing on the food, not even on the plastic. You say, no! So you must eat. 
health, study. Hallelujah. That's why we have books here. And we are telling we'll be investing more around 20,000 shillings on more books. For us to read. Prosper in mind, prosper in health, prosper in spirit. Read. Soul prosperity. Hallelujah. How many of us want riches? Now, prosperity is different from riches. You want riches? Hey, let me show you. Luke chapter 16, verse 11. No, most of us in attack a corner, my dollar. I know some of you in a few years I'll be seeing you with chains. Say, hey, come on. it was poverty that was fixing you like that. Eh? <laughs> eh? Some of us know they are dream the day I'll be enough money, I will buy chains. I'll be looking goldish. Amen. It's good. It's your lifestyle, oh yeah. I have no problem. I celebrate you. You understand? Because it will be evidence God is doing well. Amen. But for you to be there, there's a requirement also. Riches does not come like that. Amen. Are you there? Luke chapter 16, verse 11. What does it say? Therefore, ye have not been faithful in their righteous mammoth, who in the conviction of the last situations. Do you know what is mammon? You have been working somewhere, I've been giving you salary. Is it true? Maybe you are working for a thief. The, you are working. Is it true? It was given to you. It was not come. That's why the Bible says, and righteous mammon. Some of our bosses are not right people, straightforward people. You know that. They are dubious people. Yes, God gave you that. Why are you faithful with that money God gave you? Some of us, that's why we don't budget with whatever God gives us. When you expect God to give you riches, it will never come. Be faithful with whatever God gives you in your hand. When you are faithful with that, God will make you rich. Are we clear? How many of us have a budget for money per month? Huh. You have a budget for food, for electricity, for rent, for leisure. Or you anything it happens, it happens with us. Don't you We move. Tomorrow, let us not my Bible says, let us not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worry about itself. Let me eat everything. God, tomorrow has arrived. God will tell you, wait for tomorrow again. <laughs> Riches comes by faithfulness. God gave you five thousand shillings. How did you spend it? I always say people, I can go anywhere I want to go, but it's not necessary. I need to be faithful with whatever God has given me. I need to be what? Faithful. When I'm faithful with the little, God will give me more. You know what I'm talking about? Uh -huh. How many of us want to have an empire? Every one of us. Luke 16, verse 12. Look at verse 12. It says, one, two, three, go. And you have not been faithful with another man's. Who shall give you a? Now God wants to give you your own business. But you, the way you are working, you are the one who reports late. You have excuses. You are lazy. And tidy. No, I think I love the testimonies my wife gave me. The bishop called him, the mother, the owner of the church called him, the owner of the school called her. You understand? They are talking on call. You know, one thing I said, that, and I told her one thing that I like about it is that relationship. It means she's doing her work. When you're working somewhere and your boss is complaining, my friend, it's better you refire yourself. And that's telling you. Because there's no way you'll ever have your own. People, that's why people work in companies for 50 years and they never move anywhere. Because they know that if I move out, I will suffer. They are lazy people. Now, if you are faithful with another man's business, you will know how to do your own. I'm asking the truth. Because you learn the logistics behind it. I worked for someone, I think for only two years. After that, I've never worked for anyone else. Hallelujah. You know what I'm talking about? But you see, I was faithful. I think my boss used to give me his own car. So said, yes, Abraham, have this one. Go drop it in my house. Go pick this one. I said, people were wondering, this guy came later behind us and he's been given the car keys. I mean, I'm asking myself, you have been here for all that long, what have you been doing with your life? 
have your empire. If you want to have your own empire, be faithful where you work. God will give you your own. Hallelujah. Don't give people excuses. If you give people excuses all the time, you'll be excused. Especially someone like me, too much excuses never go well with me. I tell you one thing, I give you the second one, I give you the third one, the fourth one, just know it will be a problem. First of all, I'll pretend even I don't know you. Ah, we were friends. I didn't even know. Because we are not seeing things the same way. Empire, be faithful. Amen. If you want to have a position in this world, most of us want to be celebrities. Is it true? Proverbs 22, verse 29. This one, you know it. it says, thou a man diligent. Proverbs 22, 29. You must be diligent. If you want a position in this world, you must be what? That's why I tell you the truth as the Lord liveth. I told God, I saw this scripture. And I told God, Lord, I'll work hard in ministry. In the next few years, this ministry should be known worldwide. Come, Ben, come, sunshine. I was telling her, I was using the statistics of Jesus. Jesus said to me, 30, by 33, he was known everywhere. I am still that one. Amen. I still have two years to run. I will make sure. I'm telling you, I will work my hell. Say work. I'll work with everything I have to. You see, diligence. You want to be known, you want to be a celebrity, and you are sleeping there, you are sleeping. Hey, it's only your village. Chickens will know you. Because when you come for Christmas, they know they're in trouble. The guy has arrived. Problems. Yeah? Some chickens are fainting because they are sick. For lying. You want to be known, be diligent. Be what? Be diligent, my friend. Celebrity is not, you see, you can become famous very easily. You have to get about. And you can fail to be known. Do you know that? Because fame can take you there because of winning a jackpot for, um, for sport pesa. But will, after that, will you be known? No. But for you to remain relevant in life, you need diligence. Diligence gives you relevance. You see how I prepare my sermon? I take my time. I look for the scriptures. I don't look for one. I can't come here and talk about one scripture from beginning to the end. But you see, everything I'm giving you as scripture, why? Giving diligence to my business. You want to be known? Be diligent. That's what, I say. That's what I'm saying. One of those things I'll be doing when we're training our people is that diligence. We give you ministry business to run. You must run it like someone who has 10 machines inside you. Work harder. Work hard. When you work hard, you will be known. I love this. That's something my daughter shared with me, Melissa, this week. I really, I think it falls for me to something. She said they decided to build uh, Doris to go to this furniture place. What was it called? I forgot the name. Victoria. Victoria. You know, let me tell you, that's an attitude of diligence. Diligent people never take risk. People who are lazy never take risk. Do you know that? Because they say, Nikienda ni fukuzwe. Itaka aje. So fukuzwe, whatever itaka. How are you imagining itaka aje? Just go. My auditor was looking for a teaching uh, opportunity at KCA and this place. So she wrote, so we were talking last week and she told me, she sent CVs. I told her, why did you send CVs? Days of sending CVs has gone. Wake up, go there. Tell them you have an appointment with the HR. They will ask you which HR. Look for the name in Google. Find the name of the HR. What's the problem with you? She went, she was calling me yesterday, told me, even she was about to be given an opportunity to start teaching finance auditing. She told me it worked. Even my pastor never told me that. I said, now you should be calling me more often now. So you'll work for me for free. I'll charge you for that. Now you tell me. Diligence. Don't be too lazy people think for nothing. That's how efficient our horses. Beggars will ride on them. 
They are always imagining. One day I shall be rich. When I'm rich, I'll buy a house. Stop wishing. Work for it. Hallelujah. Work for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. How many of us want good things? Hey, Proverbs 28 verse 10. I'm showing you all these things. I want good things. I want a good shoe. I want a good dress. I want a good hairstyle. Hmm? You are there, you want to be like someone in the TV. You don't know how they got theirs. Proverbs 28 verse 10, it says, Who causes the righteous to go and stay in an evil way? He shall fall himself in his own. But the upright shall have good things. You must be upright person. Set forward. Or not mixing your tongue. Where are you? Niko kwa corner tu nakuja. Which corner? You never had a good thing. You will never have good things. Be upright. Hallelujah. Let your ear be here and your no be no. That's what the Bible says. Be straightforward. I can't make it. Simple. I will make it, sir. I will deliver. Don't say someone, I'll see you next week on Tuesday. And you lie to them, you forgot. And you remembered very well. You did not forget. You chose. So how do you develop vision as you wind up? How do you develop vision? Uh, sorry, how do you develop discipline in line of vision? How do you develop what? Most of us don't know how to develop discipline. I want to be disciplined, but you don't know how to develop it. I will rush throughout this one in the name of Jesus Christ. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Are we there? Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 to 3. Ah, I want you to read for me. 1, 2, 3, go. It's only Richard who has arrived. All of us are on our way. Habakkuk chapter 2. Can you arrive faster? Habakkuk is after Genesis. It's true. If you move after Genesis, you'll find Habakkuk. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Have you found Habakkuk? Okay, we go. One, two, three, go. The Lord has to me and say, mm. Pride and vision and make it plain upon the table, that you may learn the real city. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but rather the end shall speak and not fly. So vision will come to pass. So number one, how do you develop this discipline? You must develop ability to hear answers from God. Hear what? God wants you to make you wealthy. What is God's answer concerning wealth? You understand what I came about? Now God is saying for me to be wealthy, for me to be a blessing, I must do this one. For me to, be, to have this, I must do this one. What is God answering concerning that issue in your life? Get answers from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. You can read that one by yourself. And Psalms chapter 62, verse 11. Read that one by yourself, okay? Hebrews 12, 6. And Psalms 62, verse 11. Hebrews says, The Lord chastened those he loves. The Lord will correct you if he loves you. You understand what I'm about? You, you will see how oh God, I want to break through. God is telling you, do this. Get answers from the word of God. Amen? Psalms 62, verse 11 says, God has spoken once, two once have I heard. Amen? Number two, write down your vision. Write down what? How many of us have written down our vision for this year? So how will you achieve it if you have not written it down? You must go, go today, tell your neighbor, go today and write down your vision. And create timelines. And create timelines. You see how you people report to me back, you tell me the day, the time. You know what I'm about? Don't tell me, I'll come and see you on Tuesday. Choose a what? Choose a what time? I have a vision I'm pursuing. I'm asking the truth. Well, so, 
have, write down your vision. If you have a family, go sit down with your family, write down your vision. Amen? That's a good discipline. Write down your vision. Most of us don't write whatever we want to achieve. You can read the book of Isaiah chapter 30 verse 8. And Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 2. Jeremiah 32 says, Thus speaketh the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken unto thee in a book. In what? Jeremiah 32. Go take a book, write down. That's why in church I tell you, come with notebooks. Write down whatever you're learning and go and implement them. That's what you're about. So write down your vision. Go home, learn. I want by next year we'll be moving to a two-bedroom house. So how do we get there? You're talking about. So when you're writing that one, you plan. Write your vision. We'll start a business. We will manage our finances this way. We'll understand. The way most of us have up for Fuliza, what else is that one? There's this one, it has with a T. Tala, yes, it is very common. Also have an app for budgeting. You know what Have an app for? Yes, you say you put your money here, you see how it comes and concludes for you. I was talking to him, and he was telling me about some applications which I'm supposed to take. I just wrote them down quickly, quickly. As much as he told me Excel is still working and everything. Why do you do that? And I want to search out other apps for budgeting. I can feed my feedback. Don't care about it. Write down your vision. Don't say I'll buy a chicken. And the only thing you do well is to consume them. No. Go buy or write it down. Let me tell you the truth. Do you know most of us will have been rich? Okay, let me make sure I calculation with you. If you eat a chicken every week, one month has how many weeks? And one year has how many weeks? Yeah? 52. One chicken is how much? 400. Is it true? 400 multiplied by 52. Yeah? What? How much? Why are you gambling? 2,800. Is it true? 2,800. So you have consumed in a whole year 20,800. If you had gone to buy a chicken, a live one, and feed it, Every week, you will not consume 20,800. Is it true? Even you become an egg, an egg seller. I'm not saying truth, and a chicken seller. You see, the problem is that because you don't have vision. I want good food. Which food are you able to plant it? Even I was telling everyone in my house, you go plant. We have a farm here. I won't buy kales or greens if I, you go plant it because it's not wisdom. If you have vision, you will know what to omit and what to buy. There are some things you cannot be buying. You are a bachelor and you love eating rice. Go get rice somewhere. Because one kg of rice is how much? 160. Now, one kg. A bachelor can eat one kg for how many days? Only one day. Am I saying the truth? So, one, so now, 160 multiplied by 5 is what? 160 multiplied by 5 is what? Yeah? 800. 800 multiplied by 4. 3200. 3200 multiplied by 10. I'm not doing two months. By 10 is what? 32,000. Now, a bag is only 4,500. That is 50 kg. 50 days. You understand? Compare that with the amount of money. How will you be comparing? And you get a kg lesser. Is it true? Wisdom is profitable to direct. So if you write your vision, you know, um, my wife always tells me we are consuming so much on food. Can we cut on this? I always tell her you, you are the own house. You can't, if you want to even want to make people eat one slice of bread, it's your own house. No one will complain. If they complain, let them go buy their own bread. It's simple like that. 
I don't, I only support her. Because it's vision. What do you want to achieve? You must write it down. You are talking nonsense on the phone. Where are you? I'm here. You, where are you? I'm there. What are you doing? <laughs> have good conversations. What are about? Write down your vision. If I make a phone call, it should be for business. What are about? Okay, I might say the truth. Discipline of vision. Go buy a book, write down your vision. Mm. Number three, make it plain. Make it what? Make it plain, make it simple. Don't complicate it with every grammar. And it came out. Make it what? Simple. Don't make it complex. Life is in process. Don't think about. I always say men are in stages. And life is in phases. Bishop Wade was saying that. Don't think about. So know your face and know your stage. Make it plain. It is insanity now to start believing God for a jet. If yet you don't own a bicycle. I'm going to say the truth. First of all, believe God. Make it plain. Make it simple. Lord, I want to achieve a bicycle. If I know how to maintain a bicycle, I know you can give me a car. Ah, sorry. A picky picky and I maintain it. If I already maintain a picky picky, I can buy a car and what? You understand? Make it plain. Make it simple. Don't complicate it. You can get that from the book of John chapter 11 verse 12 to 14. And John chapter 16 verse 25. John chapter 11 verse 12 to 14. And John chapter 16 verse 25. When Jesus was speaking to them Proverbs, he understood these guys do not understand Proverbs. He made it easy for them. What about? Make it plain that even your spouse can read it or your friend can read it and understand. Number four, run with it. Tell your neighbor, run with it. Mm. This is why most of us don't, most of us quit after one month. Who told you Isongi? It is moving. You're the one who's not seeing. Let me tell you, this church has been growing. You know, Dickens was telling me, he has come. No, like I tell you, sometimes you know you wonder church growth maybe is in numbers. No. Church growth is in the ability of the health of people in terms of the word of God. If people are growing in the word, that church is growing. Because after some time, they will duplicate themselves. Do you understand what I'm about? So, but the church people come don't know the word, don't know how to pray. Ah, that church is not growing. That church is having attendance, like chairs. Look about. When they go out, problems, man of God. I saw thunderstorm. I thought it was a witch chasing me. Where? is mentioned by the health of the man. When you grow in the word, it means there's growth. Now, you must run with your vision. Most of us get tired. I don't know why. Don't be tired. Tell your neighbor, don't be tired. It will come to pass. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. And Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Hebrews chapter 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy was set before him and knew the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of what? Jesus ran with a vision. Don't be tired, my friends. That's why I'm not tired with coming to Sunday. I'm not tired of preparing the word. I know we will grow, we shall multiply. And I believe all of us we have seen the blessing of being here. Is it true? Now imagine if I was tired by the first day. I came out to Kotua Willy. I God. We are seen two the three months. I God, this thing is not happening. Let me leave it alone. Will you be benefiting? No. Don't be tired. Never don't be tired. One day you shall have your own supermarket. Hallelujah. Just don't be tired. Run with it. Run with it. You need the discipline of continuously running. That's why the book of Isaiah says, Isaiah talking about, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall not faint. What is about? So you need capacity. Lord, give me the discipline of running with things. Some people quit in relationships very fast. 
You meet a very good woman who will be calling for you because of an issue of switching the phone. You say, I'm done with you. It's over. You go and marry another Jezebel. You know, tell you, band of God, pray for me. That woman picks my phone back. Trouble. Now, which was the problem? So just fix the phone issue. Don't be tired. Don't be what? Run. Run. I said, don't be tired in prayer. Continue in prayer. Amen? Continue in prayer. Like now, one achievement I want to achieve this year is four hours of prayer constantly without stopping. Amen? It's a challenge for me. Now there's two hours is walkover. Three hours is nothing. Now I'm planning for four hours. Well, I don't stop. I just run for four hours. Amen? Prayer. No, you see now, you need that ability to run. So if you've been doing ten minutes, start doing one hour. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, that's why in this church you need build capacity of prayer. We teach you how to pray. When you know how to pray, you know, someone may ask yourself, what are you telling God? There are many things you tell God, my friend. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, why your prayer is limited? Because you always ask God for the basic needs. Food, shelter, and clothing. That's why not important for heaven. Hallelujah. There are no important things. I'm asking the truth. So you need capacity to run. Amen. Most people don't see their vision because they do not have capacity and consistency to run. Next week I'll be teaching you about capacity and consistency in terms of vision. Most of us need to develop capacity and consistency. And I'll show you how to develop capacity. Amen. Amen. Number five, you need to read it. Tell your neighbor, read it. Read it. Most of us hide our vision. Don't tell people. Who told you? Now, God gives you vision. When you tell people, God will deny you. Hey. The people say, boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. You say, I'm telling you, we'll buy cars. You see, I cannot, let me tell you, we'll buy. The devil cannot do anything about it. Yes. I have vision. I have faith. So what else can you do? But hey, what can you do? He's under my feet. What can you do? How can someone under your feet and distract you? Read it aloud. Hallelujah. Read it. Tell people I shall be blessed. You can tell someone you want to be married tomorrow. And tell you, you, to get married. You, who, you. But you say it. It's your vision. You must read it aloud. Amen. Yes. Let the world know where you're going. Yeah. And it will prepare for you. Yes. Before our president arrives somewhere, he must say he's coming. Is it true? Yes. Why can't you say where you're arriving to? Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. You shall change levels in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So read your vision. Read it to your spouse. Read it to your friends. Read it to your family. I went and told my father, my biological father, we are doing a decision for the ministry. And we discussed it. You think about when you're telling me, I know everything in you will never fail. You see, you must tell people where you're going. Read your vision. Most of us keep quiet with our vision. You keep quiet and there's an opportunity there. If you had said it, someone will have given you that opportunity. You know, some of us will want to know where to sell things. But because you never told someone you want to sell anything, they can never show you where to sell it. You also, you must read it. Read it aloud. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 5, verse 2 to 5. And verse 12, hallelujah. You see, the Bible says, who will read the book? Who will open it and read it? And when Jesus read it, he said, he gave him the seven seals. You're talking about power, riches. You're talking about honor, glory. You're talking about and blessings and wisdom. Sorry, I've forgotten wisdom. Number five, no vision is for an appointed time. Say appointed time. Sorry, is it number six? Yeah, I think I'm done. Appointed this is what most of us, most of us don't know that. Listen to me. Time is in the hands of God. Are we clear? You see that clock? It's just to show you 
but God owns every second in that clock. Don't be worried how it will happen or what will happen. No. You can see that in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 7. And he said unto them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Okay? Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made all everything beautiful in his own time. You see, God has time to make things beautiful. Acts 1 7, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. I, I know this church will grow because there's an appointed time for it. Do you understand what you're about? And God will make it beautiful. So if I do it on my own time, it will not be beautiful. So I cannot force church growth. I cannot force someone to be grounded. You invite someone. If God wants them to be here, they will be here. If they don't want to be here, you don't even cry. They have gone. You say, Lord, I thank you, they have gone. Because they will not have made this place beautiful. <laughs> Most people cry for things. Lord, where is delay? Lord, there's, what? there's no delay as much as a man of God. You as much as a woman of God. God will make it beautiful in his own time. Time, I'm telling the truth. When Sarah gave birth to Isaac, I believe she had the best life. It was God's appointed time. No vision is for a particular time. So don't give up. That's what Paul, the book of Zechariah says. Do not despise the days of small beginnings. Just know for a particular time, one day you shall have your own thing. You shall be successful in the name of Jesus Christ. You see, that's why I don't envy any big ministers right there. I, we are only three years, seriously. Why am I having pressure for someone who has been in the ministry for 50 years? You are, am I confused with life? You say, by our appointed time will come. Amen? And when it comes, everyone will be saying, that man. You ever, even you want to be on YouTube like everyone else. You want to be having followers like, no. You know, if I compare myself with TGJX, TGJX started preaching when I was still living in class 4. How will I compare myself with someone like that? It is no wisdom. Then you find a young child in the ministry come and tell you, we should be like TGJX. My friend, I have not been with him for all those years. How can I be like him? I have my appointed time. When it will reach, everyone will know it has arrived. Yes, sir. And you will make it beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. And lastly, tell your neighbor, wait for, it. wait for it. This is patience. Most of us are not patient. Hey. I'm telling you, uh, Henry is here and he can say, there are days we came for service. You are by yourself. You start opening prayer, no one has entered the wall. You start praising the worship, no one has entered the room yet. You start doing prayers, no one has entered. A few minutes to the service, that's when you see one or two people have entered. But you continue prayer. I used to tell them, you behave like 10,000 people are here. You don't stop praying. You, if it's only you, start opening prayer. You see there, you came today, you say, ah. tell them, we used to do ushering, choir, everything. It used to be there. It's not that it's happening now. This is, this is wait, patience. I am, you see, as much as I'm waiting, it doesn't mean I cannot prepare for it. So I prepare for it as if it has arrived. Most of us, that's why you miss it. You are patient, but you are not preparing for it. So you're waiting for it to arrive, and you start preparing. That's why I don't like people who are saying, you're going with them somewhere, and when you call them, they say, hey, tonight I'm going to Arisha. And they're thinking, my friend, I told you we are going. Why did you not prepare yourself earlier? It means you didn't believe. Wait, be patient. We used to do it. I'm telling you, my friend. Ah, it used to be fun. We missed those days, eh? It was, I, I was the first person worship leader. I'm not telling you. They are here, they can tell you. You start opening prayer and I join praise and worship. After doing praise and worship, they come and pick up and then I come and share the word. Amen? Hey, it was fun. Now, see, God is growing us. Growing us. Hallelujah. Now, you see, patience, I'm waiting for it. 
God has said it. I believe it and accept it. I'm not changing about it so much. I will do my part. I'll pray. I'll go for soul outreach. I will invite. Those who are like-minded like me, they will stay. Those who are not like-minded, it's okay. They can go where they find. You see, not everyone belongs to you. I used to tell them that. Some people are called visitors of your life. And some people are called permanent friendship of your life. So don't complain when you see a visitor going. Be happy. Tell them bye-bye. See you. But when they come and become yours, they say, I am happy. Embrace them. Even Jesus, so they follow me and I'll make you. After some while, everyone wanted to be a part of Jesus' train. Why? What happened? So wait, be patient, my friends. It will come to pass. Hey! It will come to pass. I am telling the truth. It will come to pass. You will be so happy. Wait till the day you come here, you will see how we have 5,000 people in church. Say, hey, I think we should have a photo. Who is the photographer? Come and just take a photo of this one. We need to remember this one. You want to think about, Lord, remember where we were. See where we are. And we'll be showing people and people will be screaming, yeah, to God be the glory. Yeah. When growth comes, some people just hang around. Do you know that? Because growth came. But be wait for it. Wait. And I'll show you something very dangerous that if you don't wait on things, you can lose your blessing. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 8 to 14. This one you can read by yourself. First Samuel 13, 8 to 14. Samuel told Saul to wait for the sacrifice. But because Saul was impatient, it costed him. When Samuel came and he told Saul, what did you do? Can you just open there? So you can see, you need to wait. Don't be tired. Tell your neighbor, wait. Let me tell you the truth. Imagine an elephant arguing with a rat. The reason is because a rat gives birth very quickly. Let me tell you the truth. What is the gestation period of a rat? How many weeks? Two weeks or three weeks? And the gestation period of an elephant, two years. Is it true? Around two years. If my memory serves me well. Now, imagine an elephant saying, hey, rat, you compare those little things that the rat produces. And the elephant. An elephant gives birth. Everyone knows in the nation it has given birth. I've ever seen a rights for rats, but you can see rights for elephants. Is it true? <laughs> I'm asking the truth. All of us, if you see a rat, you want to kill it. Is it true? But you pay a national park to go and see an elephant. You see, don't be... Elephant, the greater glory you have is a result of how well you can wait. And he said, they shall wait upon the Lord and they shall renew their strength. Then they shall mount up wings like what? Eagles. Eagles. Imagine that. Wait, be patient. You need a discipline. Don't be, because your neighbor bought a car doesn't mean you need to go and buy a car. Because your neighbor bought a shirt doesn't mean, because your neighbor says, I'm living in Langata, doesn't mean you need to go and live in Langata. God may be decided from you from there, you go directly to Runda. Why are you not patient? You need to be patient. Look at that one. And he tarried seven days according to the set time as Samuel had appointed. Are we there? But Samuel said unto not to Gilgal. And the people were scattered from him. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 8 to 14. And verse 9. And so said, Bring it a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. And it came to pass as soon as he had made an end of what? What happened? <laughs> Imagine. When he just finished, someone like Atokea, who lost it, and see how it costed him. And someone came, and Saul went out to meet him, and he might salute him. And someone said, what hast thou done? 
And so said, because I saw the people were scattered from me, and thou camest not within the days appointed. And the Philistines gathered themselves because of Michmash. Therefore I said, the Philistines will come down and down upon to Gilgal. And I have not made someone say, I have not, I've not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself therefore, and offered what? I forced myself patience, impatience. Verse 13, and someone said unto Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now will the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel. What? But now, because of that, the kingdom shall not imagine. Say, God forbid for my case. Listen, I know I've received calls. Some people, when I say, me, come back to the church, we take you. I always tell people, even if God was supposed to give me one soul per year, I'll be so faithful with that soul until I redistribute. By the time I'm 60, those are 60 souls, and all of them are going to heaven with me. I'll be better be patient than run do something that was not God that commanded me to do. Did you hear what I'm saying? Don't be someone who desires people's things. God will give you your own. Do you run with your vision? Don't go steal to have something. Don't. Don't lie to someone to get something. If it's your own, it is your own. At elephant at the end of the day and the rat have the capacity to give birth. Is it true? Have the ability to conceive. Is it true? Because this rat thing is giving birth 20 children at a go and they can't even live for one month. Oh my. Let, it's better I become an elephant. Let me take two years. But when the child comes forth, people will pay come to come and see me. Am I saying the truth? Yes. Let people pay to see you in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Let people book appointments. But be patient. That vision will come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Are you blessed? That's why we are here. We are patient from the word go. We have been patient. We say, Lord, the church will grow. Keep on inviting souls. We go out to invite souls. Is it true? Lord, the ones who belong here, Lord, let them dwell. Hallelujah. And we continue planning. Now we are talking about church registration. Last year we were not talking about that. Is it true? We were talking about more about service groups. Is it true? Now we are talking about starting our own businesses as a church. We are not talking about. Imagine the next 10 years, what will we be talking about? It's patience. And we did not steal from anyone. And the money we are using is from the church here. And I said, Lord, I thank you for the givers. You guys are deep givers. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. You see, our, our, our giving for per year for the room of 200,000, where does the money come from? Because you chose to be patient. The day will be paying millions. What will happen? I was telling my, my leadership that, that those people work for the ministry. I think those people are stood strong with me. It will reach a point I'll be buying you apartments. Telling you that is your reward for standing strong and being patient. Hallelujah. Because these guys, when Jesus left, they never knocked anything. Is it true? Even they had the upper room. Amen. For prayers. Amen. Let them tell you, be patient. It shall come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, be officer, Lord, give me grace to fulfill vision in the name of Jesus Christ as we end up the service. Give me grace to fulfill vision. Give me the discipline I need. 